Beats and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and At last, we're in your ears. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Captain Hal Rizma, Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the Kelk Switch, Lindsay Kelk. That's me. I'm the Kelk Switch. You switch me on and I'm a Kelk. Kelk everywhere. Kelkin all over all the place. Town. You're the Kelk of the walk. <laughs> I am the Kelk of the walk. I was about to make the exact same low-hanging fruit joke, but thank yes. you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I tripped on it and then just picked it up off the ground. This week, our entire episode is devoted to one special corner of the wrestling world that deserves extra attention now, forever, and always. This is our main event. There it is. I can't believe you didn't say then, now, forever. Yeah, I've, uh, whatever. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> then, now, then, whatever. now, whatever. Now and laters. Alligators. Block out the haters. In case you couldn't tell from our nicknames this week, we're talking all about the career of WWE's Christian. So after next week, either I stay here on Raw... Or SmackDown will be getting an injection of the three C's. Charisma. Canada. And Christian. Call him what you want. The most slept on superstar of all time, the most underrated superstar of all time, a long overdue Hall of Famer. He's one of the longest lasting yet incredibly underrated parts of that company. He's a tag star, multiple time IC European ECW and world champion in both WWE and TNA. There's nary a title he has not held or did not hold at some point. We're going to get into that in just a minute, but obviously uh, getting to meet him two years ago. And moderate a Q&A for him was was a huge highlight for me. I had shared a car with him from, from an Alabama airport because all the travel was wonky that year. And we got to hang out a little bit. He was as nice as you could possibly want him to be. Was a great Q&A uh, subject. And just an all-around uh, all around nice guy. The kind of guy that where you meet him and hang out a little bit. You're like, oh, we're we could be friends very easily. Because he just seems to get along with everybody. That aside, his work in the... I've always been a fan of his in the ring. I liked him more than Edge in Edge and Christian. And I am a huge Edge fan. That is not a slight on Edge. That's just how much I enjoy Christian. From a promo standpoint, from an in-ring standpoint, there was really nothing he couldn't do and didn't deliver on solidly whatever you asked of him. And I, I don't know that you can give any higher praise than that. Lindsay, what do you... What are your... What's your overall Christian temperature? Let me take your Christian temperature. <laughs> Please take my Christian temperature. I had the it taken stations yesterday. Of the mercury. It was ninety-seven point three. Um, hmm. I I also can't think of higher praise. 
no, um, I love Chris. I really love Christian. Like, it, this is the thing. I, I don't think about Christian as much, which I think is a is a crime. Like, he's not front of mind because he isn't pushed front of mind, or he doesn't push himself front of mind. I don't know because yeah, I think about Edge all the time, but I also see Edge all the time. We talk about Edge all the time as a culture, as a fandom, um, and I, I feel bad for him in that he should be at least in the exact same level of as held in the same level of esteem but i think maybe he is it's just quieter and my friend posted something very thoughtful on instagram yesterday which made me a little bit sick in my mouth but now that i'm thinking about it it maybe it's the same that it was just like love is quieter than a gunshot but love is everywhere so like maybe that's applicable here that it's like we all love Christian, even if it is a quieter love. I don't know if that's true or if it is just Instagram bullshit, but I do love him. I really love him. When I came back to wrestling in the late 2000s, he was one of the first uh, performers that I was really interested in. I really loved his WWE run at that time. I was a big fan of Christian for the peeps. Uh, I was even a big fan mm -hmm. of One More Match. Like, I just find sure. him very compelling and very, strangely enough, charismatic. Like, I just really enjoy watching him, whatever he's doing. I enjoy his podcast, enjoyed his podcast. I enjoyed his cat ownership. I enjoyed uh, Edge and Christian's show that totally reeks of awesomeness. Yes. And I enjoy every time he makes reference to the fact that he's kind of a dick and everyone agrees with him and he just is fine with it. Like, I love that so much. I just think he must be, like, a good dude. And on top of that, an excellent performer. Yes. Uh, growing up in Canada, I believe outside of Toronto, as uh, one of the... Uh, his junior high and high school best friend, Adam Copeland, would have become a pro wrestler first. He wasn't far behind. And they came up uh, tagging together, working together, doing loops together all over uh, North America. These guys look like they're about 50 or 60 years old. What's going on here? The Suicide Bloms are in prime time, baby. We're here to make a point, and we're not here to go home with the loser end of the paycheck. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, Christian was brought into WWE with Edge as a tag team, and they became, along with Gangrel, who is the sweetest human being on the face of this earth. Anybody who has a bad thing to say about Gangrel, talk to me first. I got something for you. <laughs> Uh, but the three of them formed The Brood. We talked about this group when we discussed Edge back in episode 185. For those of you who are not, we got the, uh, uh, we're not tights and fights archivists. Say, I forget which podcast I'm doing at any given time. <laughs> I, I do remember a little bit of Christian and The Brood, but I really came into him more Edge and Christian. Did you have a lot of, of Brood watching experience, Lindsay? I did not have a ton of Brood watching experience. Obviously, when I went back and, and got into my, the, the chunks of time that I had missed, uh, it was something that I was drawn to because I am a girl and girls love vampires. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was interested in some sort of rave vampires of weirdness. I'll tell you something else. This brood, tremendous, tremendous competitors. And I think it's a great thing for them that they left the ministry, that they have split apart on their own so they can grow and mature. I am going to go out on a limb and say this from a lady perspective. The long hair on Christian did nothing for me. Okay. I know that doesn't necessarily reflect on his talent and his abilities, 
but the long-haired Christian does nothing for me. Short-haired Christian, I think, looks very dapper. So I was right. less interested in brood Christian than perhaps I could have been. I'm glad you said that because I always wondered if it was just like, oh, I grew up watching short-haired Christians, so maybe it just naturally looks weird because no, it, it just looks weird. With, I, it's it, long hair suits some people, and long hair doesn't suit other people. And let's be real, most wrestlers do look ridiculous with very long, silly hair. And I'm pleased <laughs> sure. that the trend is moving away from that. Uh, I feel like the ones that can pull it off are so far and few between. Like Adam Cole looks great with his hair like it's entirely appropriate to his character and he looks great uh maybe roman although i feel like roman would look great with short hair also but roman's just a romance cover novel come to life so Mm -hmm. like whatever um but yeah christian for sure short hair guy uh but yeah i I didn't watch the brood contemporaneously but i did go back and check it out and who doesn't like a vampire for me the, it, I, I love when the comedy stuff starts not necessarily the comedy but when Edge and Christian become Edge and Christian and are allowed sure. to be Edge and Christian they were vicious dudes like remember that even beyond the brood stuff the concerto thing was something that they created right. and it was yeah, obviously would never happen today they can't ever do and something like not. that ever again but at the time it was a deadly attack Well, prior and prior to that they really really came up with the Hardy Boys doing the the Terry Invitational Tournament, which we've also discussed here. But that was a coming out party for Christian as well. Then they turn heel right before WrestleMania 2000. They win the belts and go from from bitter, bitter egotistical challengers to champions who become a comedy act. We get the five-second poses. And we talked a lot about Edge's part in that. But Christian is... Edge is a is a is a very good actor, and he's gotten better and better with time as he works more and more. Christian, I think, naturally has even more of that charisma. And as Edge is a again, it's hard to it feels weird to compare them. They are two different people, and and one is not better than the other. Yet they will always be compared to one another because that is that is how they yeah. came in. And for Christian specifically, every people. There is a perception that he lived in Edge's shadow for a long time, and that is that is fair only because the company was pushing Edge very hard. That being said, Christian is so good at comedy stuff. He has natural comedic timing. He's he's a very natural uh, delivery to his promos as well. Just such a gifted talker that the comedy always came very naturally to him even when they wore the ridiculous sunglasses and hats <laughs> for some reason it, it always struck me as even funnier that christian was doing it because for somehow sometimes edge to me as much as he was doing it felt a little bit like the captain of the football team is doing a sketch for talent yeah. show as opposed to this guy who's just naturally like the class clown christian feels like more of a class clown so the comedy stuff i thought fit him really, really well. Edge, look at this. Kazoos and streamers. Oh, streamers rule. Yeah. Long live the stream. Yeah, and long live the zoo. Hey, listen to this. I'm going to play our music. You think you know me. You think you know me. You think you know... All right, get out. I can play your music, too. It's my time! It's my get time! Out. It's get my out! Time. I mean, any time I've seen him act, and I know that's limited numbers, but, like, when he was in Haven with Edge, uh, which was the sci-fi show, I thought mm-hmm. he was great. He had yep. like a multiple episode arc. I thought he did great at that. And the sci-fi viewers that are watching a fantasy show 
aren't gonna stick around for an edging Christian pop for six episodes, you know? Like, he did really good. He was really good. Um, I checked some of his credits before, because uh, I did homework, would you believe it? Like, he's Pretty been sure. in other stuff, and I would love to see him act more. Like, I would really like to see him doing more acting, because I do think he's extremely naturally gifted at that at performing. Like, it just seems like it just seems quite effortless to him. That's the gift. I think a lot of times when we see wrestlers act, we see wrestlers act. Like, you see mm-hmm. the acting because that's how they have to perform in the ring. Like, it all has to be telegraphed so loudly. It all has to be very clear and concise. And But Christian always just feels very natural. I don't feel like I'm watching him try to perform. I just feel like... He's doing his thing, whether that's in a promo or, yeah, acting in a role. Even the podcast, yeah. like, it just always felt so natural. That's why I love their podcast so much, because it did feel like a natural conversation between friends. No matter who yeah. they had on, what conversation they were having, it just felt so comfortable and easy. And it's, that is a real skill. It's a talent that people take for granted, and it, it's not a given. 100%. So we got to see a little bit of that when they worked to spin Edge off into a solo star and break them up in 2001 after the invasion angle. We we got Christian as the heel, the two of them feuding over the IC title, led to a ladder match. Edge comes out victorious, but Christian's music has that, at last you're on your own. The, this idea that he's stepping out of the shadow. And that worked for a little while, but th- he kind of bounced around with gimmicks for a bit. He went from there to the the Un-Americans with Lance Storm and Test. And along the way, he wins the European and hardcore titles. And he also has a great uh, a great run with Chris Jericho as a tag team, which included their, uh, not My Fair Lady, um, Taming of the Shrew thing with Trish. Was it Trish and Lita? Oh, it was Trish and somebody. I mean, Taming of the think, Shrew is a difficult one. I think you're right that do. it was Trish because... yeah. Didn't it like culminate in that WrestleMania yes. match where like Trish went with uh, went with Christian yeah. or something like that? But it, my favorite bit with them together was the one where they um, it was them and the Dudley Boys, mm-hmm. and I think that like the whole it was originally supposed to be Booker T and Goldust who like stole their towels while they were in while they were yeah. showering and then made them come out to Keep the ring. Oh no, Spike! Get the towels! Get the towels! Oh, get the towels! Which fun fact? Vince absolutely wanted them to be naked underneath their ta- underneath the towels, but they Chris Jericho beat him down and said, "No, let's just wear flesh-colored panties, and then we'll just you know you can digitize our units while we're on TV." Vascular. So yeah, that was a vascular. <laughs> I mean, all that's making me do is ask questions about the unit that Chris Jericho wanted digitized. You know, like that's all that's going to do, Chris. That's just going to start rumors you don't want started. That's all you I'm going to say. You can find out on the next cruise. <laughs> I feel like you could, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But I feel like with minimum effort and one bottle, you could. So So Christian kept at it as a single star, mainly known for delivering solid promos and matches. Again, we talk about this over and over. He delivers whatever he's given. He does the best he can with it. But he never quite gets it going to that world title scene in WWE. 
which led to one of the more surprising parts of his career in 2005 when he left WWE to go to TNA as Christian Cage. At the time, TNA was a fledgling promotion. I think they'd already had Ron Killings as a champion, a.k.a. R-Truth. Yes, and I think Samoa Joe was really doing a great work there. AJ Styles was yeah. coming into his own. And I think Kurt Angle was maybe a little less than a year before he made his debut there. So it was actually, there was tangible excitement about TNA at the time. TNA management labeled this the biggest jump in our three-plus year history. And he's on his way to the impact zone. Christian Cage! They were the new upstart. Christian shows up and wins the world title, his first world title ever. I did not watch during this time. I was happy to see him win a world title, but I was watching WWE. So I just, I never really made the switch to TNA. I've tried it a couple times. I tried it back then. I've tried it since. I've watched matches. I know that there are people who love Impact, to which I say, I am happy for you. And I'm glad that that's something that you enjoy. But I did not catch this part of his run. Did you? Were you an early TNA watcher, Lindsay? To the best of my knowledge, it was not on in the UK at that time. Shocker. Or, yeah, it would have been on Spike TV. Yeah, I'm like, right? who knows where the fuck it would have been in 2005. I did not have satellite or cable, cable in 2005. Access. I was very poor and working my first job and saying, mm, I wonder if I can eat today. So I was not getting cable access and I had dial-up internet. So <laughs> those things were not options for me. Um, I've seen bits of it since, obviously, because I've gone back and looked at the AJ Styles of it and the Samoa Joe of it. And yeah, I, I, I just am pro-Christian. So these things you are telling me makes me very pleased. Good for him and his belts. <laughs> I am happy. I do remember at that time thinking they should have made him a world champion in WWE because he's good enough. And and it's just ridiculous. You know, there's a pecking order and there are people that Vince likes and those are the people who become champion. And mm -hmm. he was always just like, well, he's great. He's Christian. We know we can give him whatever he needs. He's our utility. He's the Jose Akendo of our roster. We can plug him in anywhere and he's going to do a great job. But to finally see him reach those heights are great. Will he do it again? Let's find out after the break. We're going to talk more about Christian's eventual return to WWE. And if you want to keep the conversation going, share your favorite Christian memories. I love that every time I say that, it just sounds like a different kind of podcast. <laughs> Head to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord through the links in our shows, in our show notes. We've got more of Captain Charisma right after this on Tights and Fights. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about uh, this... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. And okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Tides and Bites Podcast. Tides and Bites. Welcome back to Tides and Bites. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. 
After roughly four years in TNA as Christian Cage, he finally dropped the last name and returned to WWE where he was part of the ECW revival. He eventually became champion of the promotion, his first WWE world title. I tried to watch ECW when it rebooted. I wanted to be into it, but it was clear that that WWE was just doing their own version of it as opposed to keeping the spirit of it alive. And I know that's been documented many other places. I'm not uh, I'm not giving you any new information there, but it made it harder to watch. But again, anytime Christian did well as a fan, it made me happy for him. Did you were you into the ECW revival at all, Lindsay? Once again, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it didn't age well. No, I I dabbled and it didn't feel like it was for me. And as someone who was coming back to wrestling at that time, was like, oh, I don't think this is what I'm gonna spend my time on, because uh, time is finite, and uh, my time is finite. Time itself, not. Um, and I did not want to spend my time there. But um, you know. Was pleased to see my man with the, big tra- with the big title that looked like a trash can that they grafted onto a leather strap. I mean, I have a lot of oh thoughts about a lot of titles, so like that's a different episode. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, there are a lot yeah. of ugly title belts out there. A his, lot, um, a lot, a lot. His his stuff in ECW. It, it was pretty clear that Christian was meant to be like because ECW at the time had a lot of younger guys. I think like. Kofi probably was still there. I think Sheamus was just starting to do some stuff. Jack Swagger had been moved over there, and uh-huh. Ezekiel Elliott, if anybody remembers him, had been moved over there, and they were trying to get some things going. Kevin and Chris, right. <laughs> Christian I mean, was know. clearly meant to be like, here's the older guy who knows how to just do about everything really well. We're going to put yeah. him there, make him the champion, and he's going to elevate everybody else on this the show. The raw underground of its day. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So Christian finally was able to get over the hump as world champion in 2011 his best friend edge was forced into retirement due to his neck injuries and christian was immediately placed into a story for the vacant world heavyweight championship she finally won now this is part of a larger story and i remember uh, one of the things i remember from the q a was talking i always like to ask wrestlers and i ask them when they're here on the show what is the one thing you wish fans understood about the business or that they would give a chance to it his was like you have to be patient when they gave me the title and they took it off, people got upset right away and complained and everything. But it was all part of a larger plan. So, like, they knew they knew where they were going with that. They knew where the one more match was coming from. It was not as much as it felt fly by the seat of its pants and, like, they were making hard turns left and right. That was the direction that they wanted to go the whole time. He loses the belt a week later to Randy Orton. And then he keeps asking for one more match. Over and over and over again. He wins it back and loses it again at SummerSlam. It's it's the probably the defining singles feud of his career, and it, enough so that it was uh, that it was included in one of the WWE 2Ks as a storyline event. The one more match with uh, with Orton and Christian. I deserve one more match to become the world heavyweight champion. 
So what I'm suggesting is this, all those people that, that can feel my cause, that you know what I'm saying, I want you all to stand up with me right now. Let your voices be heard. One more match. 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 It's a great evolution of the character. Just initially when he was heel and he would throw the temper tantrums to wanting one more match and feeling entitled, even bringing Edge in to to talk with him about it and have him have him come off as 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 like a as like a shit heel. I think he did it extremely well, and it's overall a really really fun storyline that includes him winning the world title, which is something that people have asked for or were were asking for. I'm sure for a very long time. Lindsay, how do you feel as a whole? about the one more match storyline yeah this was my peak christian fandom because this is when i was back in wwe proper and going to manias and i was living in the us at this point so it was much easier for me to watch and engage and uh fully invest and i just really loved him um i i i totally when he won the belt I was like, oh, this is just pandering because they took it off Edge, so they have to give it to Christian. And I was like, but I'm glad he has it. And then when he lost it, I was one of those people that was like, fuck this noise. Like, mm-hmm. he does What? This is bullshit. But that's how I was supposed to feel. That's how they wanted yep. me to feel. This was clever storytelling. Um, and I was extremely invested in the uh, Christian-Randy one more match feud. This was before I knew about the need for a how many days since randy fucked up board so i was a big randy fan because uh-huh. i didn't know because i wasn't really engaging in dirt sheets or backstage i didn't have this is like sad Lindsay. play some sad music julian i didn't really have any wrestling friends like i didn't have any friends who watched wrestling whenever i went to stuff i would have to i burned out on friends that would accompany me to live events very quickly uh, like literally everyone I know has attended a wrestling event with me against their will but out of friendship so um, I really didn't know much beyond what I watched on TV and I was so invested in that storyline and I I just think Christian plays that character so well and it is a really difficult character to play because you have to be sniveling you have to be entitled you have to be a bit sneaky but you still have to be appealing to the crowd for it to work until you're not and it was a very subtle turn where it went from being like yeah we love him give him one more match this isn't fair he's defending edges honor he's defending his own honor he deserves this we've wanted this for him for so long until the one day when you were just like no no babes enough's enough and that happened so subtly and so cleverly and he did it so masterfully and you've also got to be able to back all of that up with in-ring action or it doesn't work you've got to be able to back it all up with talent and i thought him and randy he and randy both did such a good job with that storyline um i just was so compelled by it i found it so watchable and I really, really loved it. And that's when I was just like, no, I love this guy. Like, I don't want him to go away. Um, I want to see him do more stuff. I'm a peep. I believe I had a peep t-shirt. I was like very yes. into it. Do you guys know where the peeps thing came from? I don't know where it, the peeps thing came from, but I'm fine with it. 
It was no, I promise it's a good story. It's because <laughs> the Rock, um, uh, the Rock said that Christian was one of his favorite wrestlers in like an interview because the Rock was doing a lot of like outside like media interviews with like people that didn't care about wrestling and somebody just asked who one of his favorite wrestlers was and he said Christian and as a little nod to him he like rocks the People's Champion I'm the Peeps Champion it was He's it was a nice peeps. little thanks Dwayne thanks Dwayne so that is delightful because I like when people are friends. <laughs> But yeah, I just, I thought it was a fantastic example of long-term storytelling that we are missing these days and just performed so adeptly by two consummate professionals, one consummate professional and one person who is perfectly capable of being a consummate professional. Uh, (laughs) So I think the board is still good. I think, I think this is still, I think Randall's still on a has not fucked up to the best of my knowledge. We're okay. So... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was to me, it was one of the storylines that really brought me back in and got me invested again. I agree, and unfortunately, that's kind of where his story, the the storied part of his career, ends. He would be there for a few more years, and then concussions, uh, concussions, and other head injuries would force him to retire. He has appeared on TV from time to time, generally with Edge, to further a storyline. Most recently, he furthered Edge's storyline by appearing and taking a punt from Randy Orton. Um, I don't, as much as it feels like Christian is a guy with unfinished business, I also think if you look at the entirety of his career, outside of main eventing a WrestleMania, that there's very little he hasn't done. And very little he has to prove. And he seems to have enough uh, enough to do as, as an analyst when and if backstage returns. Um, and just the ability to sort of get his own work and, and live the life he wants. He has children now. So I hopefully, I hope, I hope we do not see him in a ring again. I don't think that there's any reason for him to come back. No, I don't need to see him in a ring. Um, I disliked that we did not get a thank you Christian moment. And I know not everyone gets a thank you Christian moment. Not everyone gets to stand in the ring and say I'm leaving. I was sad that we never got that because he was an important character to me. He was an important performer. And I think he had a legacy that that would have been deserved. Like, I want to see his documentary on the network. Like, I want to see the Christian story. Um, I think it's a compelling story. I think whenever someone has, to an extent, spent their career in the shadow of another, it's a compelling story. Because I want to know the psychology of that and how that feels. What's more, when that person is your best friend, your legit, genuine best friend, like that to me is a very compelling story. Like, that's not easy. That's not easy to live that way when you are competing for your career and you're always going to be considered second to your best friend, whether or not that is accurate or whatever. You know, it's like that is a fact. That is a fact. As much as I know that he is beloved um, by the wrestling community in general, but yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to see him back in the ring any more than I really wanted to see. I mean, I didn't really need to see Edge back in the ring personally. But, you know, he wanted to do it and he's fine and he seems well, apart from how he's, you know, injured again. Um, so I, I'm i not a big fan of people coming back when they've been injured. I heard that uh, TJ is um, training again and it made me very worried, made me very anxious. It, it, it scares me a little bit. Um, 
So I'm happy if he's happy. I love him as an analyst. I think he is fantastic yeah. in that role. I think he does it with some level of gravitas and conviction that you don't always get from wrestlers because, you know, those shows are shoot, really. They are shoot shows, but he does deliver it in a way that feels... I mean, they're not shoot shows. I mean, they're kayfabe shows, but he delivers it in a way that feels shoot. Look at me and my yes. lingo. This is why we're not allowed to use it because get it wrong. <laughs> um, but he feels like he's telling the truth. When I see him on backstage and he's talking about the record and the, how this has gone and other people's careers, I'm like, oh, he feels like a genuine analyst that is speaking truthfully to a sports person and not just like talking from a script or talking about a fake made up thing that happened. I find him very compelling in that in in that. Uh, arena as much as I find him compelling in the ring. I don't even know if I want to see him in an in-ring capacity that isn't wrestling. Like, I just really love him in this backstage role um, as an analyst role. Maybe he would be a great commentator because he talks so well. If he was interested in doing that, I would love to see it. I would love to see him try. I think he's such a natural, eloquent, articulate talker that um, that could be really interesting but mostly I just really like him and I want him to be happy with his many cats and children. Uh, and I wish the podcast would come back. I've heard there are other wrestling podcasts. Uh, and I think if there was going to be another wrestling podcast, he should have one because it was very f- fun to listen to. I don't know if I need the Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness to come back. That was a gift. It's been tied up with a bow. I, I yep. don't know if I need more of that. It gift. was a comment, and if you saw it, great. And if not, you, you gotta exactly, watch the archive. Exactly, exactly. Right. And if you're around star. next lifetime, and it comes around, good for you. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I need more of it. But I did enjoy it, and I did watch it because, uh, again, two guys that are just so eminently watchable. <laughs> like I just enjoy the things that they do. Uh, my my biggest wish is that he gets the recognition he deserves. I really want to see him go into the Hall of Fame. I really want that for him. And I just really want him to be doing things that make him feel fulfilled. Agreed. If you have any thoughts on Christian, pour the love out onto the internet for him. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. That is it for us this week. Our producer is Julian Burrell, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we are putting him over for that. As we keep saying, keep up with us all week long, not even during show days or whatever you listen to us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. Very special thank you. Oh, if you enjoy the show, don't remember... If you enjoy the show, do not forget hit those five stars on apple podcasts and share us with all your friends a very very special thank you to people who have already done that and who also support us with their membership maximum fun you keep the lights on while we all record at home and hey if you need new clothing now's the time fall is here get our t-shirt put us on your back we will be there for you we could be your t-shirt baby we could keep your back and front warm We'll see you next week to talk about more. You guessed <laughs> so it. So magical. Wrestling. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites.
turn your hymnals to uh, page 134. Yeah, page 316. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hallowed be Christian. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.